0: The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of GAU Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Houston, a GAO media station. This segment is brought to you by Carboc. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Today's Blitz Rewind starts now.
1: They announced the final roster for Team USA, the basketball team, and it made me wonder if guys in the NBA just don't care as much about being on Team USA as it seems like they did maybe 8, 12, 16, 20 years ago. And maybe it's old hat, and maybe there's some people who are like, oh, it's COVID, it's not going to be the same experience. Maybe.
2: I'll give some of them that, especially since they're having all kinds of trouble in Tokyo. They've already got athletes coming down with it.
1: Here's the thing we need to do with Davis Mills is we just need to assume that Davis Mills is probably going to end up being a backup in the NFL. And if you set your expectation that the Texans Drafted a backup quarterback with their third round pick. Except
2: you can't do that because it was their first pick in the draft. That's why it was so dumb. Yeah, it but. was St. Nick's first draft pick. You have quarterback issues. Clearly, you think higher of him than that. Here's Fred, AJ, and the Brewmaster himself, Eric. And we're back on the Blitz. Our number three, 713 780. ESPN is your number, 713 780 3776. Or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, send a message, Aaron will read it. Twitter's at Fred Bauer, F A O U R. At AJ is the real, at Aaron is Blitz, Degenerates 975 You can text the show. You know the number for that. And uh, you can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. So apparently somebody couldn't hear my joke, so I'll have to do it again next segment, sorry. (laughs) Or somebody on Twitch can just write it out and tell them. It's probably funnier in writing. Oh, also MK Pallet on Twitter, because guess who's here? The legend. Well, he's not here. Which of kinda, course he's not. Because if he were here, I would be drinking beer with him. <laughs> Instead, I'm sitting here contemplating having yet another night of no drinking. Uh, but that's why we have uh, Eric Warner on from Carbach. Twitter is active. Why? Kippen.
3: Why are you doing that to yourself, man? Uh, because
2: I've I've been on kind of a, a two and a half day hiatus, and I'm trying to decide if I want to continue all the way to Thursday for steak night, or you know, just have a few tonight. Haven't decided.
3: I usually break down on uh, Tuesday, and I'm, I'm like, okay. I had a couple days, like Sunday, Monday, or something, and then it's like, okay, time to, time to have a beer again.
0: It's time. He's into
3: it. <laughs> so well, what, what were you doing
1: yesterday that was so important?
3: Uh, fishing. Dude.
1: <laughs> you know, we, I mean, we've been talking about there's only so many episodes of The Blitz left, and you, you're skipping out on them to go fishing. It's like...
3: Well, it's just I, offensive, a buddy honestly. me up with a guided trip, man. A guy, you you do the same thing. I mean, you have, we had a guide, like so who pointed out where all the fish were. And- That's
1: that sounds like something for women. You're a man. Uh, you you already know, you know where the fish mean, are, Eric. Want
3: to catch fish, you know. I mean, you know, these guys do it every day. They are they're professionals. I'm an amateur fisherman.
1: I could tell you exactly where the fish are in the river. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, come
2: on! And and usually, if if you see a bunch of people surrounding one little area, then there's a bunch of fish there. Just just a tip.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, I I I I I've thought about it long enough. well. The part of the problem was that the guy was taking his time. The guide and and because originally I was like, okay, I think we'll be off the water in time. And in retrospect, we were. But I I know you guys like to plan stuff out, and Aaron likes to plan stuff out. So I didn't want to. Like hit you up at four and be like, "Hey, I can't do this today." So that's why at noon I was like, "Hey, can we just do this on Tuesday?"
1: Uh, so, Jerome and I figured Jerome always does that to us.
3: Weekend, <laughs> you guys had a lot to talk about on Mondays, right?
1: Yeah, we we made it through without you. I mean, it just was different. That's all. Uh, we had a discussion earlier in the show about the worst coach in every NFL team's history. Who's the worst coach in Broncos' history?
3: Ooh, well. I, <laughs> this is one of the ones we debated I mean, on. Re- recent memory, uh, obviously McDaniels comes, you know, pretty high up the list. Um, you, you know, it's hard to count some of those early Bronco years because, you know, being a, an expansion AFL team back in the day was a little different. Um, but, that I sort of demarcate, you know, the Broncos after, you know, when Red Miller took them to their first Super Bowl. So, you know, you kind of look at, at coaches uh, from there. I, you know, Reeves was kind of like uh, not, not nearly as bad as Bob, but, you know, they, they were just good enough. And of course, they'd go to those Super Bowls and get humiliated. But, you know, McDaniels statistically was okay because, you know, they started off, I think, 7 and 0 that year. And, you know, Coleman, that, that seventh win was like beating Bill Belichick at home. But, you know, the, the getting rid of Cutler and and um, oh god, what was his name? Not uh, Brandon Marshall. Um, you know, those two guys were they were clicking, and he just came in and I think poisoned a lot of things, and then of course they just went downhill from there. So I, I think he's top of he, in terms of most hated, and and I think it's all part of a uh, conspiracy too. I think it's the exact same thing with the Colts. You know, they they just they look at their afc rivals and they say okay josh here's what you're going to do uh we're going to give you a bunch of money back door but but we want you to go fake like you're going to be this coach and get everybody excited and then and then wreck the team so well, anyway that's...
1: i had narrowed it down to two guys and josh mcdaniels was one but i went with the other way i i said i thought it was vance joseph i think vance joseph is worse than Josh. Mc, I mean, josh mcdaniels made the playoffs
3: Exactly, fair, and, and you know he was able to create some of that uh, Tivo magic, and um, but yeah, I, I think Vance Joseph was definitely uh, you know they were they were reaching with that one big time, but you know he was a CU grad, so I think that you know clouded their decision making in that process, right? It's like, hey, the, the hometown guy, you know, even though. He's not hometown per se, but you know the CU grad or you know CU star. Let's bring him back. Um, so yeah, I, I I think that's a fair one too. In the like I say, the modern uh, Broncos era, um, no question about it. But the you, you know the best, obviously, you know probably Shanahan, Reeves. You, you know, I mean, he did get him to the promised land a bunch of times. Uh,
1: maybe Gary. How about Gary?
3: You know, that, that was one of those inherited things, though. You know, I mean, that team that, that, that sounds that, like that, hater that, talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Kubiak fan, don't get me wrong. Like, I felt really bad after that 2 and 14 season, you know, and because, and, and, you know, Schaub really was the guy who had the meltdown. I mean, there there was obviously other stuff like going in the locker
2: room. Kubiak's know. brain exploded on the sideline, you know, let's not forget yeah. that.
3: Yeah. Yeah, he had a, a little mini stroke or whatever, right? Yeah. But um, so, so I mean, what were some of the other notables for for other? Uh, I mean, for other franchises, like in particular the Texans. What did you guys come up with there? Well, Dom, um,
1: Dom Capers was listed uh, and. Fred Fred likes Dom Capers, so he didn't want to say he was the worst. But it's hard to argue for anyone. Like he he tried to go with uh, the interim, uh, Wade Phillips is an interim coach. But Wade Phillips only coached three games as the interim coach, so I don't. I think we can, we have to just stick with Dom.
2: No, we go along. Romeo coached fourteen or uh, twelve games. That's enough.
1: That's enough for you. Anything more than ten,
2: okay, that's good enough. So Romeo, the worst.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't argue with that. I w- but again, situation, man. I mean, I. I think, uh a co- and, and that's why I go back to McDaniels a little bit, you, you know, I think there has to be a little bit of a body of work there. And, uh you know, 10, okay, Fred, I'll give you that. But I, ideally, I think it has to span like two seasons and include at least one full season to really qualify. Um, Because I, I think, you know, it has to be, it may be worse is different from most disappointing, you know. And that's where I would put McDaniels ahead because the Broncos, with Vance Joseph, it was already kind of like, all right, let's just see what this guy can do. Whereas McDaniels, you know, in the wake of Shanahan leaving and after that, you know, era, I think the expectations were just sky high.
1: The, the most notable thing may have been that uh, Mike Tomlin is the worst coach in, uh, in, in Steelers history.
3: That's crazy. It's like, so, you, it, 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 and, and I assume you're backing that up with a, a metric of some kind. Which, well, well we the, didn't do it. Which,
1: this was like a list by yeah. some. Who, who was it? What USA Today or something? USA
2: Today. But they've only had three coaches. One of them right. was Bill Cowher, and one of them was Chuck Noel.
3: Yeah, and that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they those two guys. I mean, Noel, obviously, you know, you, you can't argue with that. Um, you know, Cower obviously got him closed so many times, and then finally got him over the over the hump. I think so, you could yeah, argue, that, I that, think
2: that you mean. could argue between Cower and Tomlin, but it's uh, but it, it. I mean, either way, you're going to say, "Wow, that's the third worst worst coach in the franchise." Well, and, in the, and the
1: Ravens the Ravens have had three coaches, and two of them won Super Bowls. So Ted Marchabroda, sorry. Uh, it, that's you. You didn't win a Super Bowl. You're one of the three, and you didn't win one. You're out. So it, some of them are tough. And then some of them, like the Lions, it's really hard to decide. Or the or the, uh, oh. the Browns. There's those. Those are tough decisions.
3: Yeah, that, I don't you even know where you begin, right? I mean, you, you, yeah, those those squads. I mean, those those franchises. You know, just so many years of misery i bumped into a cleveland fan uh in the last week and of course bullish as ever man they they're just that this is the year and they got a couple more pieces and yep this is going to be the year the division's kind of ripe for the picking so
1: it's weird that they um, never learn
3: <laughs> they don't they don't i mean God. i, I got to admit i
1: have a little hope
2: for them this year
1: not oh, me like to win it like i mean
3: i don't think agree with you, Fred, because... Y'all are lunatics. Well, okay, it, it's not going to be Bengal yet, right? It's not going to be Bengal, and I don't think it's going to be Steeler, so it's down to them and the Ravens, and, and you know, if a couple, you know, the Ravens get a couple injuries, Browns get a couple good, you know, breaks, bounces the ball, whatever, I mean, it, it, that division could be close. I, I think it will be close.
2: Yeah, well, I think the Ravens should be favored going in, but I, what if Lamar Jackson's knee explodes week two? Bingo. Bingo. Yeah, which at some point is going to happen the way the way he runs.
1: It, it, I like how you say, I don't think it's going to be the Steelers. The Steelers went 12-4 and four last year. They won the division. Wait, did, weren't you calling them phony all year? I was, okay. but and okay. I, I okay. still okay. believe they were, but they still won the division. But you guys are acting like, oh, they've got no shot.
2: No, I, I just I think the Browns have as much of a shot as they do. Okay, that's fair.
3: Oh, I, I think they've got more of a shot, Fred. I okay. think they've got – I I, the, the, I think what happened is – this is a, as a Bronco fan has been frustrating for many, many years. You know, Broncos will come out of the gate really strong, and, and whether it's a scheming advantage or a conditioning at altitude advantage, but then they'll sort of fade down the stretch. And I mean, the Steelers just got exposed. What was who was what was that game where they just got? It was like week eleven, and and they just and then they were never the same
1: well they were the same they they were the same all year long they were just playing against crappy teams uh early and it, it, it ended up biting them in the ass and i tried to tell everyone oh this number one defense that's played like nothing but 25 through 32 of the offenses in the nfl uh it it's it, it, their schedule just turned on them that's all that happened the steelers had a, a soft schedule going in and it just it it turned on them at the end that happens
3: well, I just uh, talked to a guy um, who, uh, 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 you know, from from Northern California. So, you know, still bringing up the cheating thing. And uh, I'm like, come on, bro. It, it, when are we going to let this go? It obviously, uh, you know, Astro is not cheating now. So, you know, come on, let, 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 give it a rest. And, I mean, they just lost to the Orioles. There's
1: no way they're cheating. Yeah. <laughs>
3: if you cheat and you had,
1: lose and, to the Orioles
2: Then two against the uh, Tigers, so hey, can you uh, stick around and actually tell us what's going on at Carbach uh, next segment? I can, guys. Absolutely. Awesome. All
1: right, I'm going to tell you guys about underdog fantasy. And the great thing about underdog fantasy is, if you're looking to play fantasy football but you don't want the commitment, you want to uh, you want to drink the milk but don't want to buy the cow. Maybe underdog fantasy is the way to go. Best ball is the way to go because all you got to do is draft your team and then you walk away from it. And the rest of the work is done. They do it for you. You don't have to set your lineup every week. There's no trades. There's no. Uh, there's no. There's no uh, waiver wire or anything like that. You don't have to be. You know, be the first one to get to your computer every time a a guy gets hurt. It's this is the deal. You, who you draft is who you got for the season, and it's gonna set your, You're gonna get the the points from your best possible lineup every week. A uh, great way to do it without all the hassle, all the work. And here's the deal. If you sign up using promo code radio, you'll get a free $25 entry. Uh, And guess what? They've got the biggest fantasy best ball tournament coming up uh, of all time. And guess what it costs to enter? $25. Is that a coincidence? I think not. So go to Underdog Fantasy or download the app. Uh, in, in iOS and use promo code radio when you do your first deposit you get a free $25 and play in that best ball mania tournament uh, and, and have a chance to win a million dollars how about that it's underdogfantasy.com this,
0: this is the blitz, the blitz on ESPN, ESPN. 97 5 This segment is brought to you by Carboc. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred, AJ, and the brewmaster himself, Eric.
2: And we're back on the Blitz. Eric Warner with us. And uh, Eric, uh, we've got a question on the text line for you. It's like, Do you know when you guys are going to start tours again and stuff like that at the uh, brewery?
3: Yeah, we've been debating that. Um, I would say probably uh, end of the summer, kind of going into fall. That's that's sort of what we're gearing up for. Um, we're kind of taking it, honestly, advantage of it as an opportunity to sort of also kind of rethink the, the tour. And, you know, we it, it it's evolved over the last 10 years. As we've grown as the buildings have sort of grown and different things happen in different buildings. And we're like, Hey, let's utilize this opportunity to really try to make a kick, butt uh, tour going forward. So yeah, we're, we're definitely talking about that and eager to get that going for sure. Um, you know, our, uh, our, our challenge, like so many, it, it's amazing, man. I don't know if you guys are run into this too, but, um, Every like restaurant I go into, everybody is crying the same song. They just cannot get people, and um, you know our our to work right kind of what's that? Like people can't they can't get people come in and eat or come to work? Come to work, yeah. yeah. It's really hard to get people in the restaurant business right now in the bar business. It, it's crazy. Um, in fact, if any of you listening out there are interested, Carbox uh, Uh, pretty juicy uh, uh, incentives to come work on our retail team. So, you know, go to the website um, and and you can learn more. But um, So, yeah, that's the other aspect of it is just, you know, getting everything appropriately staffed, you know. I mean, the good news is the folks that do want to (laughs) work and are working hard, uh, they're making more money than ever because they're getting – uh, you know, a little over time and they're getting more, you know, if you're a server, you get more tables than you, you might normally get, but it's, it's, uh, it, it's something talking to different restaurant operators and bar operators across the country. It's, it's a problem right now.
2: Well, that sucks. But uh, yeah. And you know, I know, I know a few bartenders who are out of work or need some work. So I'll send them to your, uh, your website. So what, what else is going send them,
3: on? Send them our way. What, send them what, our way.
2: Uh, what else you got going on out there?
3: Well, I think we're getting ready for the the grand finale. Um, we're starting to figure out, uh, you know, different beers we're going to have on tap. And I heard you guys on the Twitch in the break talking about uh, the last show a little bit. We're getting really excited for that. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm 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 going to talk to DG. I don't want to make any promises, but I think we we even need to have like a couple food specials that night, like that, are almost like the Hoffman and and the Fowler, you know, like, so you guys maybe think about, like, if you were going to have, like, I'll never forget <laughs> going back to the last segment when uh, the Steelers won their first Super Bowl. Uh, that's back when I was in Denver at the Flying Dog and our restaurant operator, there, you know, there was that, you guys may remember this, there was that bar or hamburger joint in Pittsburgh that made the, the Roethlis burger. and it was Yeah, like yeah. And so, in our place. He, you know, he, he he was one of those smart businessmen, men. Like, hey, I'm not going to try to recreate the wheel. I'm just going to copy that. So he has his own Roastless Burger on the menu. So, you know, if there's a, a Fowler or a Hoffman, you know, put your put your thinking caps on, and I'll talk to uh, Ted, our our restaurant GM, and maybe we can do a, a food food special namesake for each of you guys that, that well, we, day. We, Fred's we, would we, just be a plain burger with ketchup. No,
2: we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna tweak the we're gonna tweak the poutine is what we're gonna do. How's that?
3: I love it. I Fred, I think that's perfect. Yours is gonna be a poutine. So I, I I'm to I'm gonna get you with David, our uh, our chef, and uh we'll get you working on it. AJ hey, what what do you make, you know, come on, all kidding aside, with the burger and ketchup. What 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 would you envision your dish to be
1: i don't know i'll have to give it some thought i i've I've never been honestly eric you need to tell dg that the whatever hoffman creation we come up with should remain on the menu uh in perpetuity to in remembrance of me
3: I I, I I will I will give that my best, AJ. Okay, that sounds I will very that, my best. that sounds very like cat- that
2: sounds very Catholic. It's I'm like, very, Take I'm, this in remembrance. I'm of I'm very me.
3: offended that there are there isn't
1: already a Hoffman burger on you guys' menu. I mean, mm. I mean, come on,
3: who who well, gives you guys Hoffman more love than burger me? Be, all kidding aside, yeah. Uh,
1: what would it be? I I don't know. I I think maybe it would be uh some sort of some sort of half burger, half Philly cheese steak, maybe like a Philly cheesesteak burger?
3: That's Ooh. interesting. How about I that? like it. I, I I like so kind of held together with cheese a little bit. I
1: yeah, I mean I think there would be a burger patty but there would also be some shaved beef with some uh, with some some like cheese whiz and some onions and peppers.
3: Oh, I like it. I think I think I think we can do that. Okay, yeah, I, I think, think we can do that.
2: I think the only the only difference I because the poutine there is great. I just like I want the big thick soft fries. That's that's the difference.
3: Like, like steak
2: fries almost. Uh, almost, yeah. Yeah, but uh, but the the thin fries don't soak in the the uh, the gravy as much as I like. Like they do it in Canada. So yeah, the the like the bigger Fred likes some big thick and soft. Yeah. <laughs> And and getting back to that Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger, doesn't it have uh, Watson sauce now? (laughs) Wouldn't that be what we called it? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I told you I'd get a Watson
1: joke in. Jeez.
2: Well Uh, played, sir. Well played.
1: And I know you uh, you guys have something big planned for the 3rd of July. You want to tell the people about that?
3: Yeah, but you're going to, folks, unfortunately, if you haven't gotten your tickets, you're going to have to uh, hit the secondary market. Oh, what a bunch of dummies. The observatory show is, is sold out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe, AJ, you can give them uh, DG's, like, cell number. Nope. And people can <laughs> They're plug on their in afterward. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's uh, sold out, and, and granted, you know, a little more limited capacity than we've had in the past. Um, but yeah, fireworks afterwards. So that's going to be big and we're starting to roll a little bit more live music out in the beer garden. And, and, uh, so yeah, but I I think we're just getting geared up for this big, uh, this big blowout on the 30th, man. That's going to be a lot of fun and, uh, lots of good memories. So, do, do you guys have the... I mean, how's the guest list uh, shaping up so far? I heard you mention that on the Twitch, uh, Twitch uh, segment.
1: For the last episode? Yeah. I don't know. We'll, I mean, we'll probably have Tepper on. Uh, he's the guy who put the show together. Um, we'll Jong, we'll, we'll sure. probably have Jong on, who produced us for the first, what, eight years? Maddie D. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't have a full list in mind, but we'll figure something out.
3: Oh, awesome, man. Uh, I'm... I'm looking forward to it, and uh, yeah, we're going to bust out everything we've got in the archives and a couple things we've got uh, new that we're brewing, and, and so the tap wall will be very diverse and interesting that night. So You know what else so I've got? Is, huh?
1: I've got about, I, I would say I've probably got about 16 cans left of the barrel-aged uh, s'more stout.
3: So We have kegs of that. We have kegs. Oh, you do? Yeah, so okay. we'll have some of that. Uh, th- yeah, that was already going to be on there for sure. So we've, okay. we've got a keg of that that'll be on tap. You bet.
1: Good deal. Well, uh, here's my recommendation for because now people are disappointed that they can't get into the uh, fireworks show. If you didn't get tickets to the fireworks show, here's the workaround: set up a chair on the sidewalk outside the fence with a flask, and you'll be able to hear the music. <laughs> and you'll be able to see the fireworks. You just won't be able to drink the beer. That's all. You didn't great. hear that from me. No, well, you, you can off, bring man. your own. Bring your own. I don't think that's, that's right. legal, but that's their. That's uh, their problem. Uh, that,
2: deal with deal with that. I'm, I'm sure the police are going to have better things to do from all the fires that are be starting by the fireworks and chasing down criminals. They're not going to care if you drink a beer out there.
3: Yeah. No, they definitely have bigger bigger. Uh, we had this crazy guy come to the uh, brewery about a month ago, and uh, I'm not going to get into the details, but this guy was legit crazy and uh we had to do like a a, a building lockdown and all that and we called hbd we called mental health services and i mean they were basically like sorry it's going to be a couple hours so <laughs> it's it's gotta be something pretty major for so yes i i think uh your workaround idea is interesting AJ. there you go uh that is eric warner the head brewer at Carbock
1: you guys, got, you guys got any new? When's the next seasonal coming out? You guys got a while now, huh?
3: Oh, uh, K-Fest. So uh, Carb Fest, And in fact, I'll have to check. I, I don't want to make any promises, but um, we usually at the end of July start packaging that. In fact, it's one of these uh, rituals we have at the brewery where everybody gets together and we kind of taste it out of the tank. Um, and, and that might be a little early this year because we're not going to release it till later in August. But maybe we'll, I'll see if I can't get like a swickle keg of the Carb October Fest that we can put on the wall. So that, that might be uh, something, uh, that you'll only be able to get one time on July 30th for the final show. And
1: we're going, to, we're going to have a red Solo cup at the door. You have to put $5 in it, and you'll get your red, you'll get your red Solo cup at the door for $5, and all the money will go to me directly. Uh, so everyone, everyone wants to be at this party. That's how it's going to work. Uh, Eric, is that what,
3: what DG and Christina came up that's with That's what yesterday? they came up
1: with. They said it's a keg party for AJ, and it's 5 bucks a head. Uh-huh. And uh, you get your cup when you give the 5 bucks. and it's going uh, to help pay for my move. In my new house fund. In, in Las the Vegas. Moving fund. That's right. <laughs> yeah.
3: uh, it's all going to black. You're, you're putting it all on black the second you get out there.
1: 100%. All right, Eric. We'll uh, We'll talk to you soon, my man.
3: Great talking with you guys. Have a good one.
2: All, all right.
1: right. All right. Quick break. Always love talking to Rezzy says it goes to AJ. Everyone bring 500 pennies. Guess what? They, the right to refuse service to anyone. Take your pennies out. We don't need your pennies. Go on, Rezzy. You can't come to the party. We're the cool kids at this party. We get to decide who gets to come in and who doesn't. Yeah. If you show up in a big sausage party, four dudes with no chicks, you're not coming in. Yeah, two chicks for every dude. Hot yeah. ones. That's redheads. That's the rules. And uh, just like high school.
2: Yeah. And you know, we'll, we'll invite who we want to invite. It's our party. Oh, you brought three dudes? Beat it. Um. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Watch that Sopranos trailer. It's on. It's trending on Twitter. I just want. I just want you to watch it. Uh, When we come back, uh, another reason why LeBron James is a knucklehead. Oh, well. You'll like it. (laughs) It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5.
0: is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz.
2: 713-780-ESPN is your number if you want to get in. You didn't watch that video, did you? No. After we talked about it. Uh, that's okay. So, uh... Shame. Piss off. And, (laughs) And, uh... Yeah, you know, just in response that people who keep saying that we've already made a decision or something like that. If if it has happened, I don't know a damn thing about it, and AJ can back me up on that. We've had no conversations, guys. Just be patient. At some point, uh-huh. there'll be a replacement. Damn it! That has been like that took you two days and thirty four minutes because you didn't do that yesterday. No, you got you got up your game here down the stretch. Sorry, friend. All right, so uh, today is Taco Tuesday at most most places. Okay, and as you recall. There's a knucklehead who wanted to trademark it like he came up with it. (laughs) Well, he
1: did come up with it, to be honest.
2: uh, Okay. How old is he?
1: Uh,
2: 37, maybe? So he probably wasn't uh, born in
1: 1973. He was.
3: No,
2: he wasn't.
1: He's the only 37-year-old born in 1973.
2: Uh, No, the Snow White Drive-In in South Dakota paired the words Taco and Tuesday to lure customers for the first time in 1973 potentially dates back as early as 1933.
1: How many Twitter followers does that place have? There wasn't Twitter at the time. How many does LeBron
2: have? Uh, He wins. Doesn't matter. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. It's his. He he claimed it. No, he can't just suddenly walk in and and call himself uh, (laughs) uh, Chocolate Braveheart either Because just because he decided he won it. 1989, Taco John's took it to the uh, next level, calling it Taco Tuesday. They claimed to be the first to use it in 89. Now, he was alive then. Have you ever had Taco John's? I have not. But they Terrible. will file. They will file cease and desist orders on restaurants who advertise Taco Tuesday deals. So they could have filed a cease and desist on uh,
1: good old LeBron. Well, LeBron doesn't have a taco store.
2: Yeah, he also doesn't own the phrase either.
1: No, he does not. So uh, anyway, I, I mean, it was
2: really dumb that he was like trying. Like, oh, no one's ever heard of Taco Tuesday. Um, no, LeBron, go ahead and trademark it. Oh. But uh, Trey Young out. Uh, Hawks yeah, we trouble. mentioned
1: that during the uh, the break. Trey Young. Out. I mean, imagine that. And I don't. I mean, I don't think the Hawks were going to win anything anyway. But your best player is out because he stepped on a ref's foot. Mm. Oof. You talk about a uh, 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 maybe.
2: Maybe the ref had money on this game in the early line and got his foot in the way on purpose. You. Want I mean, to, honestly, let's go full
1: conspiracy when you watch it. It. I mean. It's hard to believe that he's actually hurt from this. Yeah, well, he's not the most. You know, I mean, he's he's a slight guy, really. They say Which, a deep bone bruise in his right foot.
2: Oh, man, you know what? All right, I I'll say this. Back in uh, back in Olajuwon's day, they shot that thing so full of stuff of that course. it would it have been fine. It would have been fine. So, oh, I uh.
1: I would have toughed it out. Well,
2: obviously, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to uh, question the guy.
1: But Kobo says nobody taking any, anyone from any Dakota seriously when it comes to culinary. And he would know. He would know. I mean, he's a Houston legend. He has Taco Tuesday now. Yeah, and you know what? I bet those
2: are good. He makes good tacos. Mm. Can't do it this week, but you know what? I'm going to drive up there the next Tuesday and get some and bring them in here. How's that sound? What?
1: I don't believe you. I, I, it, the it, problem is... I don't it's don't, two weeks from today because I'm not going to be here next I don't Tuesday. think he'll be open uh, in time for you to bring tacos to us. Like,
2: Doesn't he do them at like 2 o'clock? I can make it.
1: I don't know. I drive very fast. Okay. So, uh, I do love the, the Berea Tacos at Cobos. It's a it's a game-changing thing. If you <laughs> haven't had it, you need to have it. I hate... Uh, they're, they're, a lot of our games, we had to play at the... Uh, at the, the basically, it's at the dump in Atascacita, like uh, where there's a giant landfill, and they've created a baseball st- fields right next to it. And I hate playing there; it's very far from my house. But the one upside is I get to go to Kobos, and uh, hmm. and yeah, that's that's always the upside to playing up there.
2: Um, yeah, well, he said that he'll make him in time for us. Oh, so, all, oh right, so all right. So two then. weeks from today, and I, I'm going to buy them for all three of us. Okay. He, and i'll 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 get with him and we'll take care of it i'll run up there and uh you know what i'll get some
1: for tyler too i'll 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 pay for screw tyler tyler's tyler's part of this wait a minute you know what's really funny about that what will you be here two tuesday two tuesdays from now aaron yeah
2: okay yeah it's next week you're gone right oh okay yeah so uh Awesome. I'll, I'll get with him and we'll work that out.
1: It would have been funnier if Aaron would have been good. Yeah, and then because I would have yeah, done it anyway. Here. I would I would have done it anyway and just said, Aaron, you're bleep out. Sorry, Aaron. Sucks for you. And Tyler would
2: have gotten him anyway because he'd have been in there. So it would have been cheaper. <laughs> not that I, you know, not that I mind. But yeah. uh, anyway, that now I got something to look forward to. That'll be fun. What's the, do we know what the weather's supposed to be like this weekend? Because rain. I mean, I know it's rain all week. I'm just I'm I'm asking oh. if anybody knows about the weekend because we're gonna go camping and I don't want to stuck, rain all stuck week in the too. rain. I think
1: it's always rain. Mm. The forecast is rain.
4: Where are you going camping?
2: What up? day? Uh, oh that, that day's raining. Uh Village Creek in uh Beaumont, or just outside of Beaumont. It's actually Lumberton, I believe. To your property? No, no, no. This is uh uh this is a state park. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's supposed to rain great.
4: every day for the next like ten great.
2: days. Yeah, you're screwed Well, but the good news is They have Wi-Fi at the site, which I and and hookups and all that, which I don't have at my place yet. So I so
1: you're just gonna go sit in your RV for two days. And when
2: it doesn't rain, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try to get some fishing in. Okay. Get some jogging in. Um, you know, check out. You know, take some pictures. Do all the things. Hike around a little bit. And then when it rains, just go sit inside, get online, and watch. Do what I do every weekend, except I'll be. And I won't be on my nice couch. I'll be in my nice RV. So. I can't
1: wait to call you guys every day that it's not raining there and say, hey, guess what? It's not raining here. That's what I'm going to tell you guys all the time. Do, I
2: mean, do you guys
4: get earthquakes?
1: Nope. Hmm. There's no natural disaster. Avalanches? I, no.
4: You get mudslides and flooding randomly.
2: Okay. Listen. But there's no ocean for his home to slide off into like there's in
1: California. I, don't, I, I think I told you guys this. You know how I always talk, when I'm talking about TGS, I talk about how I saved a $1,000 annually on my homeowner's insurance? That's a true story. Is it? Now, here's an even better story. My homeowner's insurance in Vegas costs $500 a year. Like, that's it. That's for the whole year. And I said, that can't be right. Is that quarterly? No. But apparently, where there's no natural disasters, homeowner's insurance is incredibly cheap. Yeah, I don't want to get into
2: this conversation but I it's all i pay
1: five hundred dollars for a whole year yeah that can't be true I'm just telling you then that can't be true then you have terrible coverage
2: mm, no i got one thing I, 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 I don't know
1: how to get possible
4: into it. Wow. the uh this is according to cbs las vegas the main threats facing las vegas are the ongoing drought flash floods the possibility of earthquakes and man-made disasters
2: Man-made disasters. I don't know what that
1: means. I feel uh, like dude, a nuclear bomb made. Well, that bomb is going to go off.
2: That's the end of the stand, right? Where the guy goes in there with the nuke.
1: Well, I mean that guy, but there's a guy who shot up Las Vegas. Uh, that's a man-made and, disaster. You can get shot
2: up anywhere, so yeah. I mean, I guess that that could happen anywhere. Oh, uh, so that doesn't. I mean, I, earthquakes. I've been through a few earthquakes. I've never been through a really
1: big one. The big earthquakes don't get to Las Vegas. You never know i mean i've I've looked at all this
4: until you get there,
1: yeah, well, yeah I mean uh, i I'm surprised
2: that alien aircraft are not on that list. There's a lot of sightings there I'm telling you, so I would say aliens should be listed as a threat, and since you don't believe them in them, you'll be safe because if you close your eyes, they don't exist yeah okay as they're as they're anal probing, you just close your eyes that it's not really
1: happening, so. Uh, I will say there are some scary bugs. Well, like those they got bigger. They got like
2: scorpions out there and and tarantulas, right? Yeah, and tarantulas like aren't even that, that bad. And so. they've got a
1: bunch of uh, like scorpions and brown recluses. I don't like any yeah. Of those things. I, I,
2: well, we got brown recluses here. Yeah, which you know most spiders I don't worry about, but those things. Ugh. All right, we got one
1: last segment to go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this break to watch the Sopranos trailer.
2: Okay, and then we'll do a little Hey Man Bleep that. It's The Blitz on ESPN 97.5,
0: 92.5. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5, Real Fun Sports. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman.
2: And we're back on The Blitz, last segment of the day. (laughs) And uh, then Soccer Matters starts at 7. Do you know when Soccer Matters really starts? When you get to Hugh O'Connor's. 8. When I come on with uh, Glenn for a couple segments. But I'll be out of Hugh O'Connor's. Be leaving straight from here. And, uh, so if anybody's heading out in that direction, come by and say hello. Uh, all right, let's do a little Hey Man Bleep That.
1: I, well, I just saw the Sopranos trailer, by the way. And? The Mini Saints of Newark, I guess. It, um, it
2: kind of makes you want to watch it, doesn't it? Kinda
1: it kind of does. Yeah. Uh, like, especially because especially I heard Tony Sopranos, like, or, or at least a well, guy the, who sounded like him. Well, no,
2: that was the, his, his actual voice from
1: the old show at the beginning. Okay. But, yeah, that, yeah, got, that, that, got that got kind you, right? It got, got, got me into it. Yeah. Yeah,
4: Tyler wanted to make sure you guys realize that that's... James Gandolfini's son playing his father. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, I mean, yeah
1: it looks like him, too. Yeah, I you mean, can tell. Well, that's why. Just less fat.
2: Right. But, he, you know, everybody was less fat when they were that age. Yeah.
1: And more hair. And, and, and maybe
2: it just was hearing James Gandolfini's voice. It got me into it. But then, just from then on, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm totally ready for this. All right, who wants to go first?
1: I can go first. Yeah. Um, speaking of, of natural disasters and weather and stuff like that, uh, it turns out... That after doing some research, the National Weather Service has confirmed that the largest piece of hail ever recorded in the state of Texas fell this spring. And maybe the largest two pieces of hail ever. The is that one my that, first wife? The one that is being now recorded, is now in the record books as the largest piece of hail fell uh, around San Antonio on April 28th many around the region were reporting one to two inch pieces of hail and winds between 70 and 100 miles an hour. Around 7.30, residents in Medina County, including Hondo and Castroville, were reporting pieces of hail between five and seven inches in diameter and sending images to a news station. Uh, what would eventually be designated Texas's biggest piece of hail on record fell in Hondo, measuring 6.4 inches across Twelve inches in circumference and weighing more than a pound. Mm. That's not hail.
2: No, that's an asteroid. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's...
1: frozen asteroid. And apparently, a few days later, members of the uh, National Weather Service Austin San Antonio team and the Insurance Institute for Business and Home Safety traveled to a uh, traveled to a home where they saw an image being submitted on social media on a, uh, on a local TV station. Uh, and, like, the, what they had it... I mean, they didn't officially measure it, but they had it held up to something for size. It would have been recorded as the biggest ever. Mm. Um, but they they lopped it up and, and put it into margaritas. Mm. They blended it into a batch of margaritas, so that, that didn't count mm. towards the record. But I don't like these one-pound hail balls drop not even balls hail it's like the size yeah, of a if shoe it's a, that's a
2: bowling ball that's a small that's a kid's bowling ball dude
1: i'm i, I to that i say hey man that. i don't like i don't like hail to begin with we're yeah. talking about that kind
0: of
2: hail yeah uh because i mean it does there's nothing good that can come from hail it's gonna break your windshields it's okay um mine is is pretty simple and i and i've noticed this a lot in my neighborhood a lot of people a lot of new dogs uh, a lot of new people with dogs and you know, most of us live in these townhomes that don't have yards, so you have to have to take your dogs out for walks, which I do all the time. And you know, I'm I'm always very cognizant of other people because I know my dogs are are not you know friendly with other dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then last Tuesday, when I got home, I was gone for a long time, so I, I usually only take one at a time because I'm old and it's hard to handle And if they decide they want to get crazy. But I've been gone for so long; they both needed to go. I take them both out. And this lady walks right up to us with her dog, and of course, mine go nuts, and I can't control both of them. And Derby gets away from me, and I have to go dive onto the ground and pull her away, just like I did with the other one the week before. And and this time, I held the little one and made sure that she didn't get anywhere. But I, and you know, and I'm just like, I'm I'm, I'm sorry, but can you not walk up? Because it startled the hell out of me too. Just walked right up behind us. And it's like, but my dog's so friendly. And I go, but mine aren't. (laughs) And you know what? Please just assume. And I mean, really, I'm I'm not not being mean about this, right? I'm, I'm really being just kind of informative. Just assume, unless you know the other person and their dogs hang out with yours, that their dogs aren't as good as yours. Because not everybody has sweet, lovable dogs like you do, which I wish mine were. I do. I've tried. But they're not. They're reactive. They've had issues with other dogs attacking them. And ever since then, they don't like your dog. No matter how cute she is, uh, and no matter how much you want to come up and, and play with the Dalmatian, she wants to bite your dog. So, please, if you're one of those people who says, oh, my dog's so good, before you even come up there, make sure the other person's dog is good. Yeah. Even, you know, you can ask from down the corner. That's Okay. But otherwise, there's going to be incidents. I don't want them. I feel like crap whenever it happens. I feel like I'm a horrible dog person. And it's not your fault if you don't know. So now you know.
1: If you don't know, now you know.
2: And to that I say, hey, man, f*** that.
1: Uh,
4: A guy recently in the UK broke up with his girlfriend who also was working at the same company that he was. But then he got called into HR because he revealed during the pandemic when they were, you know, supposed to work from home, he discovered he only has about two hours of work every day that he actually get, needs to get done. And he gets paid for eight hours. Mm. And so he told this girlfriend who also worked with him and said, you know, this is what I do. I'm, you know, I get to watch Netflix. I get to, you know, I get to take as long of a smoke break as I want. I only have to work two hours a day and I'm getting paid 40 hours a week. This is awesome. Well, then when they broke up, of course, she went and told HR on him.
1: Snitching ass.
4: And he got called into HR's office. Barely held on to his job, according to his Reddit post. But if I'm the HR person, I'm firing her for being a snitching ass. She said that about the oh, no,
2: ex. H- HR people love snitches.
4: Uh, yeah, wait until she turns on one of them, and then one of those HR people gets busted for banging a boss or something like that, and then it's gonna bite him in the ass. No, HR, HR people desert.
2: never do that. No, they're Lies. they're above they're above everything.
4: Yeah, but for her snitching ass, like, okay, it didn't work out. Be an adult. Don't be a child. Don't go run and tattle on people. What what do you say, AJ?
1: Eat my balls.
4: Don't be that tattling little snitch. Hey, man, f*** that.
1: Mm. I, I hate that I'm distracted while we did this last segment, but I came across one of the greatest videos I've ever seen. There's a bear trying to scratch his back. Yeah. And, like... A piece of fence hits the bear in the balls. And the bear, like, stops scratching his back and basically falls down and writhes in pain on the ground because he got hit in the balls.
4: Will you tweet this out? Uh, yeah. I, I tweeted it out. Oh, okay. It, it, well, I, well I, I, it's amazing. It's, ama-
1: it's one of the best sorry videos. Sorry I didn't get
2: a chance to see your tweet because I was doing a segment. So yeah. <laughs> It's one of the best videos
1: I've ever seen. You, know I,
2: you know I love things getting and pe- I people and animals hurting
0: themselves.
1: I don't even know if there's sound to it. I, but, I mean... I've, so I've just seen it without sound, and it's 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 amazing. Oh, it's a water hose. That's what he hits himself uh, with.
2: That could, I mean, that thing snaps. Ooh,
1: oh, ooh, that'll
2: yeah. that'll even crush bear balls.
1: I mean, he is just writhing in pain on the ground, rolling around like you would expect a human. And he almost looks like Bigfoot, like because he's he's his body is stretching out like a like a human. Yeah. Oh, it's a great video. <laughs> I uh, hope it has sound. All right. That is going to wrap it
2: up. Aaron, great job today. Hoffman, great job today. Twitchers, Texters for a Tuesday. Everybody, great job today. That was okay. Uh, we will be back tomorrow for What Are the Odds Wednesday. We're running out of What Are the Odds Wednesdays, guys. All right. Till tomorrow. It's amazing. You got to watch this. <laughs> Till tomorrow. Stay sportsy, you wonderful pe- people.
3: Highly trophy winner in College Football Hall of Fame, Mike Rozier, and you're listening to ESPN 975.